0: and sometimes it's not even a matter of how quickly it's being realistic and setting those expectations in this type of business i won't expect to see my investment return back for i don't know six months a year two years five years ten years and having that expectation so when that time comes you're prepared.
1: So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions and this podcast will give you the answers. This is is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios.
2: All right, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. My name is Charles McGill. So excited to be talking to you guys today. But before we get started, got to make sure that the credit boss, aka credit coach is in the building. Ms. Eva Palacios, you're in the house. Present. Okay, present hit <laughs> <Hending> with the <laughs> brought me back to what I was teaching.
0: I was like, What can I say to say here? And I just remember back in the day in the school, people be like, Present,
2: yeah. And nah, I was you,
0: never one of those kids. You
2: never, you were the here person.
0: <laughs> I was a here,
2: yeah. <laughs> or on purpose,
0: I would not say anything and make them call me twice, and I'd be like, Oh, I'm right here.
2: Oh, uh, okay, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, but the here sounded more natural when you did that. That's definitely sounded more like Eva. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, so uh how how's things going? Good
0: man. I don't, I don't know if it's just because, and and I could only assume because I'm so busy. Like I literally don't know what day it is. Like we're like, uh, Eva, we need to record a podcast. I'm like, mm. Oh shoot. We forgot about, Oh yeah. We got to do that.
2: Yeah. Entrepreneur lifestyle I for real.
0: Know. It is crazy. Like we are literally about to hit February already. And all I can think of is I'm on my fast. I'm still eating well. I'm on day number 20. I had to get real creative this morning, made me a certain type of breakfast like from scratch, because I'm amazing. like, I got a sweet tooth. So I need to <laughs> like think of healthy ways to curb that. Um, but no, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling especially good, especially, you know, just eating better and, and doing this fast. I literally feel like my mind is so clear. I focus a lot easier. My sleep, when I hit the pillow, I'm done, like game over. And I am like knocked out. And then I wake up and I just feel so good. So especially now more than ever, yes, we on a different level because I've been doing good. And, um, you know, for those who don't or haven't seen, you know, because I I don't really share too much about this on my social media, but um, I'm on the Daniel's fast and the Daniel's fast. Most people do it for either a 10 day or a 21 day. I extend it and I do a 28 day fast. And basically it is only eating foods that are grown from the earth. So, yes, imagine that. Only foods grown from the earth. No animal stuff, no milk, no cheese, no chicken, tuna, none of it. And um, a lot of people are like, girl, you crazy. Like, how are you going to do that? Because I'm a major carnivore, like straight up. I eat meat all the time. Um, But, you know, it's something that I do at the beginning of every single year just to give thanks for the previous year that we have and to continue to give thanks and to bring on more blessings for this year. So yeah, I'm super full of energy.
2: It's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, it is so um, inspiring. I'm sorry. My son's uh, creeped into the podcast <laughs> somehow. Um, but um, that, I think that's just amazing. Like um, it's so inspiring. Cause you, you told me about all these different things you're doing. I'm just like, Wow. I mean, it takes an incredible amount of willpower and discipline.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Yes. Especially when you got the big old bag of trail mix from Costco that comes with the M&M peanuts inside, putting all the m M&M, and all the M&Ms back in the bag and yeah. only eating the races. In the yeah. When
2: you showed me that, I was I was like, hold on. like Let me let me prove it. Right. <laughs> bag of M&Ms in the ch- bag. <laughs> so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're saying Eva has purchased the trail mix from Costco, the Kirkland joint that has the M&Ms in it. It's really good. We eat it all together. But she said, you know what? M&Ms are not a part of this thing. So I'm going to eat literally everything but them. And so uh, she said that and then um, actually uh, showed me the bag that she actually had all those M&Ms in the bottom just chilling.
0: (laughs) Yes. And my kids were like, mom you're seriously not eating the M&M's. I'm like, no, that's a part of the fast. The part of the fast is no sugars, no nothing with sugars at all. And they're like, we're going to literally have a bag full of M&M's after you're done. I'm like, yeah. So guess what? I had to go to Costco again yesterday. Get me a brand new bag. Wow. (laughs) Wow.
1: Yeah.
2: That's discipline. That's Man, that's incredible. Um, (laughs) Just that ability, that willpower that you have. I mean, that's the idea. Another thing that's really inspiring about you and and guys who don't know, like my son right now has got me in a headlock as I'm recording. <laughs> um, I don't, do not know who my wife is and we're going to keep it moving. Um, but eventually when he sees the video, you guys will see all the craziness that happens actually when we're trying to record. Um, well, at least on my end. <laughs> um, so And
0: we don't have no do-overs, no scripts, so we rolling with the punches right now. We
2: rolling right now. My four-year-old is, is yeah. Anyway, so... Um, but yeah, no, I'm just amazed by the discipline. You know, just you. There's so many things that you've kind of, you know, been this really great example around. Um, and I know it's hard for you. I know it's tough because I, I get to see the some of the behind the scenes that people don't really see all of this stuff. But even really, just like, man, it's it's very inspiring to see her just dig in and say, you know what, I am going to stay committed to this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to see it through. Um, so hats off to you for. Putting another thing that another Daniel fast, I was like, "Oh my god!" But hey, she's getting it done. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and and it's hard. It's hard when you are in a house full of boys that eat everything in the world. <laughs> so a- another willpower is literally again. I could only eat stuff grown from the earth, but when hubby and boys are carnivores and you got to throw down some steaks for them, grilling with onions, your girl's only eating the onions. So (laughs) it, it is, it's tough, but you know, it's, it's again, it's, you know, it's for the greater purpose. It is, you know, it, it is for a special, you know, desire a special greater purpose and yeah you know what's 28 days we got 365 days in the in, in the year what's 28 days it is sacrifice but you know when you sacrifice for certain things um and and do it for jesus i just strongly feel that you know that's just a little that that is nothing compared to you know anything else so um but it's definitely been interesting. Um, I I am proud to say my oldest has jumped on the wagon too, so he what? is doing this with me. Oh, yeah, so yes! So Desmond, shout out to
2: Desmond. Okay, yes.
0: Yeah, so Desmond has been doing this with me, and um, he's lost weight. And and again, guys, it's not even about losing weight because honestly, your girl has not lost any weight. <laughs> I'm like, how are vegans vegan? And they're not like, are they all skinny? Because I am not losing any weight. But um, it's not even about the weight loss. It's literally just about the purpose. So however, for Desmond, he's lost, he's dropped some pounds. And he's like, mom, my skin is so clear. Like, I'm like, yes, this is what happens when you literally fuel your body with healthy nutritionist foods and none of that garbage that's out there. So he's really feeling proud of himself and I'm super proud. He's walking different. I'm like, okay, I see you. Um, And his friends, his friends are noticing it. So yeah, you know, whoever I can inspire and help on the journey, let's go. It ain't easy, but we got a little tribe, a little support system. You know, just make every day go a little bit easier.
2: Yeah. Oh man. Well, I um once again, so inspiring. And I'm trying to hold it together while <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff over here is happening. Um, so yeah, so you know, the speaking of and kind of thinking about the um topic we want to talk about today, um, this idea around discipline. Yeah. And knowing when, you know, to do something kind of when and when to give things up, right? Because what you're talking about to me, which sounds a lot about is about sacrifice, right? Yep. You are making a sacrifice around the things you may enjoy eating um, for the purpose of honoring God, um, you know, in this particular way, right? You're, you're making these decisions to say, I'm going to honor uh, my relationship with God. And this is how I'm going to do it. Yep. And you're going to sacrifice things that, you know, that you really enjoy. And it's it's not easy, right? Anyone who knows, <laughs> right. especially because we just talk about how we, we both have these sweet tooths, right? So it's oh just my like gosh. insatiable. Um, how hard it is to give all that up and to, you know, have a very strict regimen um, around whatever it is, right? Wow. Um, and so that's just amazing um, and so what I, I it kind of made me think about, you know, this idea, uh, when it comes to our finances, right? Like in, in some of the things that we tend to either invest in or do, um, or just pour money into, or just, you know, <laughs> find ourselves trapped in in some way, yeah. you know, when do we pivot, right? When, when do we decide that enough has been enough and- you know, how do we walk away from it? And and I'll give you some examples of kind of like what I'm talking about. Like, you know, I know people who, you know, um, maybe, and I'll say, you know, I'll say like a family member, um, that maybe had an ambition one day to start their own car business. Right. Yeah. Uh, where they're basically fixing and flipping cars, you know, they get a car.
0: That's all I've always liked, like, that's been interesting to me.
2: Yeah, and they get a car, like cool. and then they'll you know do some things to it, and then they'll fix, they'll flip it. And, and actually, that was on a um, um, undercover billionaire, like right? yes. the first season. Yes, yeah. that oh, was like I the first the first season. Oh, okay. But Grant,
0: but in this next season, Grant Cardone did that.
2: Oh, okay. Well, so the other guy did it too, and, okay. and that was like one of the first things he did to get a, a big payday was to flip a car. By the way, this is not an endorsement for <laughs> for Empower You for you guys to go out and flip cars. <laughs> But, um, but Disclaimer. this is what, yeah, he's this player. <laughs> but, um, this is what, like, I, so I've a family member who, you know, had that idea. This is years ago too. Had that idea and wanted to do that. And so they bought a couple of cars, um, you know, and tried to move them. And then you started to kind of see that the cars were kind of just like, you know, hanging out in the driveway, then, you know, move to the driveway.
0: Then <laughs> they take up the whole block. <laughs>
2: There's more and more cars. Yep. And I remember even like early on, I even had messed around and like bought uh, a $500 like Honda Civic, thought I was going to turn around and flip it. Um, and and uh, <laughs> it didn't work. I got out of the game quick because I was like, this thing ain't moving. It's going to cause, cost- oh, I'm good. So, but anyway, but but the other person kept, just kind of kept it going. Right. And I was just like, man, at what point, you know, and then they would sell some cars, but really not really earning any money from it but still kind of had that ambition and you know it's just it's amazing kind of the psychology around it because they were still thinking like no it's going to pay off one day one day it's just going to work and so i'm kind of curious from you if you were could to kind of advise someone in that kind of situation like when do you know like when do you know um enough is enough and when should you pivot from some of those things that are you know maybe just taking all your money
0: Yeah. I would have to say the roundabout answer is if you are putting out more money than what you are earning, you might want to revisit things. And, Mm. and that's so hard. And, and, and if I were to think about, okay, well, who am I talking to? I would probably be talking to business owners or entrepreneurs, How much money are you putting into whatever it is that you're putting into? And how quickly are you seeing that return on your investment? And, you know, the sad part is majority of the world will continue to dump money in and and pay for this and pay for that because they have their hopes and desires that it's going to work. But the real question comes about first of all number one what's your why why did you get started to begin with what was the reason you jumped into this business this industry this line of work or whatever it is that you're doing what's your why what's your reason what's your purpose that brought you to that idea you know like for me i spent 17 years working for a credit counseling service Got all kinds of great information, certification, lots of knowledge, experience, lots of stories. Now, this is how Empower You Financial was created. So for mm-hmm. me, it made sense. But, you know, I love the idea of, okay, let's buy and flip cars. That that sounds like a good moneymaker. I don't think I have enough information or experience to do that. But if I were to think of who would be doing that, I would probably think maybe an auto mechanic, maybe somebody experienced who's worked on cars that has the experience, the the level of knowledge. Therefore, it kind of makes sense to invest and start something like that. So I would first start What's your why? Why are you driven to doing or starting or funding whatever it is that you're going to fund? And then, number two, however much money you're going to put in, how quickly are you going to get that money back? And sometimes it's not even a matter of how quickly, it's being realistic and setting those expectations. In this type of business, I won't expect to see my investment return back for, I don't know, six months, a year, two years, five years, 10 years, and having that expectation. So when that time comes, you're prepared versus you probably hear all kinds of things out there. Oh, invest in this. You'll make your money back in 48 hours. Is that realistic? Is it true? Are people really like, is that really what's happening? So yeah, that would be my first go around making sure whatever money you're putting in getting that return on investment and at at what point what date what is the yeah. timeline
2: yeah i think that's so important too because um cuz what it sounds like to me is like you're not trying to discourage people from necessarily trying different things
1: no um,
2: and you know cuz some things we know like you know new ventures new endeavors may not you may not see a return right away you know you right? you may be losing money for the first whatever. Um that's a part of the business, right? It's kind of how it goes. Um, but there there is there does come a point, right? There does come a point and you what you sounds like what you're saying is um that you should pretty much determine when that is, like you know, when you're walking away um right. before you start it. Is that does that sound right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And and yeah, I mean knowing, you know, what is what is that business, how is that business structured so that you have a realistic timeline. You know, most traditional business don't see their investment return or don't see a profit for three to five years. Mm. Are you okay with that? Whereas other things may not take that long.
2: See now that's see that's interesting. Real quick though, because when whenever I used to before I became a business owner, when I would hear people say that to me, I'm like, "How in the world can you have a business?" (laughs)
0: I know three or five
2: years and not make any money. How is that possible? So I, I want to kind of, if I can, you know, maybe explain to people sometimes, you know, what, it, what, what they're saying is, is that you may be earning enough to operate your business as right. in you may be able to pay for, you know, to keep the lights on and to keep the building and or, and to keep the, whatever you're doing, doing, you'd be able to have enough for operating like to, to just, you know, keep going. But in terms of profit, in terms of, like, actually, like, earning money, where you're starting to be like, okay, I can go take a vacation. I can, you know, chill you know, I can chill take out. time off. Yeah, I can what take time take off. What about take
0: time You as the boss, you yeah. as the owner, you might not have a vacation for the first couple of years there until it, it kicks off.
2: Yes. So that's, that's what they mean when they say that it's not, you know, profitable for that time. Because um, even, like, for me, like, you know, I'm thinking about my business. Like, you know, I while well, I may mean, make a certain amount, there's a lot of expenses that I have. Um, and actually, in, in in a lot of ways, expenses are good, right? There's, that's the other thing too. It's like, you want to have expenses, right? And so, yeah. it's just an interesting thing, but I just wanted to clarify that for people who maybe were confused like me whenever they say, you know, you don't make no money from like, well, how? Are they, why is everybody in business? How do you everybody survive? Are, <laughs> <laughs> are you just getting into debt
0: then? What's exactly. going on here? Yeah, yeah no. exactly. No, yeah. no. Yeah, basically, you know, hopefully the business that you are doing, you're hustling and you're grinding and you're waking up every day and you're staying up late to get things done that at the very least you're breaking even.
2: Yeah, exactly. But at
0: what point do you walk away when you're not breaking even?
2: See that, and that's the part that I want to kind of like dig in a little bit because, you know, there's a, you know, there there's definitely some, Um, So there's something to say about people who can stay committed to things. And I think that's an honorable trait, right? When you are able to, you know, say, I'm going to dedicate myself towards this endeavor, whatever that is, and you stay committed to it. Um, But there also comes a place where, you know, you can be committed almost to a fault. And I would say for someone like me, my personality, you know, I'm a very loyal, committed person. And I've definitely been in situations where, you know, whether it be a relationship or a job or, whatever, where I have just basically been in it too long. You know, I've, I've stuck around too long. I was, I was not being treated right. I wasn't feeling good. I was getting stressed out, whatever it is. But I kept at it because I have this, you know, this, this commitment to being like, nope, I made a commitment. I said, I was going to do this. I'm going to follow through on this thing and I'm going to keep going. And sometimes, you know, that would cost me money, cost me time, whatever. I feel like it's a similar principle, but I'm thinking about more in my finances, like, you know, has there been, yeah, there's been situations where I was like, you know, let me just keep like maybe a subscription service, you know, where I was like, well, one day I'm going to go ahead and read those, or video, uh, watch those courses. What
0: <laughs> about oh, the gym? The gym membership, Gym right? memberships.
2: some people do that. Yeah, I haven't really done that, but. um <laughs>
0: <laughs> And I'm so not saying that because, you know, no.
2: But, was that a dig? Was that, no, was that no. a dig?
0: <laughs> no, but okay, so part of what I do is I go through people's finances and I look at income expenses and I break down all the expenses. When it comes time to tackle the subscription service, people are like, Oh, hold on. Like, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, okay, who do you have? Amazon prime, Hulu, Netflix, gym membership, ESPN. I don't know. Stars, right? Like, and, and so we get to that and, and we see like all of this money add up $10, $10, $14, $18. Now you $150 with all these subscriptions, but it's that mentality of, but I'm going to watch it yeah. or I'm going to use it, or I've already put in all this money towards the gym. I can't cut it off now because then all that money would have been wasted and I still am not working out. At what point do we say enough is enough and cut it off? So I tell my clients, I'm like, postpone it. For those like you and me who are crazy committed, like, no, I'm going to, I can't cut it off because I'm so (laughs) committed to it. (laughs) Then let's change that and shift. And can we postpone? Mm. Can we call the gym and say, hey, Jim, well, it's a little bit different now because it's COVID. So everything's postponed, but. When it's normal operations, can you reduce my monthly fee because I'm out of town? My job sent me overseas for six months. Can we lower it? (laughs) And a lot of the times, okay, you know, if you go from $20 down to $5, that's still $15 savings on something you probably weren't going to go to anyways. Mm, But if it's it's a matter of letting go because you just so stuck on that commitment then lower the payment or cold turkey cut it off Mm. cut it off like let's be real if you're not even going out walking around the block getting your 10 steps in daily then you probably are not going to go to the gym and that's okay but don't make don't let the financial burden hurt on top of all of that
2: yeah that's so interesting 'Cause yeah, I think um, you know, it's funny because yeah, cut it off, right? Just 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 go ahead and say, just be real with yourself, right? Just have that kind of real conversation with yourself and, and be like it's it's a it's a rap. I think mm-hmm. that's that's difficult. That's a difficult one, I think, for a lot Very of people. Very difficult. Yeah, just to go ahead and just and so I also think about too. So let's 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 say let's say it was um you know, a car or a lease or you know, I don't know, maybe um you know, some other kind of um, loan or, you know, just other types of things um, that we kind of find ourselves in. Um, have you had any of those kind of situations where you had, you know, clients that, you know, basically were investing in something or putting their money towards things that, because um, I want to go a little higher ticket, right? Because the subscription service, I think still people are like, yeah, You know, like when people be like, yeah. give up your Starbucks. I'm like, man, man, it's only $5. <laughs> I'm not giving that up. $5 um, every
0: day times yeah, seven exactly. times four. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it adds up, but still, you know, still five dollars. Yeah, it's who.
0: not, it's not hurting. It's not yeah. hurt. It's so minute that it's like, mm, n- no yeah. big deal. Yeah. Well, let let's talk about my own situation.
2: uh Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> you sure you want to do that?
0: <laughs> well, so I have a I have a car situation.
1: Mm,
2: okay.
0: Not present. It was in the past. Um. But, you know, for those of you who've listened to the podcast before, one of my burning desires (laughs) was to buy a Mini Cooper. Mm. Um, Because ever since my favorite movie, The Italian Job, came out and they were racing like little go-karts with their Mini Coopers, I said, I need one of those. So I was on a mission to find a Mini Cooper. Now, again, I don't buy cars brand new. It was just going to be a little fun, my own car, like just me car. So I shopped for a couple of months. And I found me a mini Cooper. I want to say the price tag was like at 13,000. I negotiated down to 10,000. So I'm like 10,000. Okay. You know, um, I want to say I bought it in 2016 because it was a 2011. So it was five years old, still great mileage, 10,000. I'm like, all right, let's go. But I did make a promise to myself that what I would only buy it if I worked so hard and I made extra money that would not affect what our current financial plan was. So basically if I had extra money to blow, this is what I was going to blow it on. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so that was one sacrifice was Eva, you can't get it unless you work twice as hard to make it happen. Okay. So I bought this car. I love that car. And for those of you who know me for quite some time in my mini Cooper days, my Mini Cooper, I had it professionally wrapped. I had it professionally wrapped with my company back then, one of my network marketing companies. I had it wrapped. When I was mobbing in that car, everybody knew who I was. Mm. They, they Put it this way. People will be taking pictures and send it to me, be like, I just saw you. <laughs> <laughs> but having that car, it was definitely fun. Got all kinds of memories with that car, but it started to come to a point where I would have to take it into the mechanic. And the first one, about $300. The second time, $500. The third time, a thousand. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like, what is going, why is it so much to switch a belt, To fix this, fix that. Well, (laughs) you know, I didn't realize these things are European and the Uh engines built backwards. So there's more money being spent in labor, not the parts. And I'm like, what in the world? So (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, okay, wait a minute. I spent $10,000 for the car and I'm already about $1,800 in on repairs. I'm like... Let, Lord, let this be the last repair. <laughs> nope. Two weeks later, $2,500. bucks. Mm. i am like, now I'm practically at half of what I paid for. No car. No, you ain't going to take my money. So enough was enough. Mm. Do I keep the car and continue to pour money into this? Or do I trade it in and get myself something a little bit more practical, something nicer,
1: Hey, quick break here Your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend.
2: Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so I mean, I I definitely understand. So let's just pause right there at that decision because that that's that's where the rubber meets the road, right? the either or, which one, left or right, red or blue pill, right? But so what I'm thinking is though, is that the, the car is serving multiple purposes. I mean, it sounds like you love the car. You've always wanted it, right? <laughs> you you yes. saw the movie. You was like, I, I, I can see myself. I
0: fit in every parking spot. <laughs> I can drive go. on sidewalks
2: if I needed to. Whoa, okay. So like, <laughs> yeah, so you can do all of that, right? And and it was wrapped, So you already spent money on that too, Oh, right? yes. And yes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It got your, your logo and all your, 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 your branding and all that. So, and everyone knows who you in it, right? So you in yeah. a car now kind of one in the same, right? They see the car, they see, they know you are around. Yeah. This is, sounds like a lot of good stuff. Yeah. So I, I can just imagine that that was a pretty, I mean, so, okay, you're at that point now, but you, all that's weighing on you, right? So you have all of that yeah. weighing on you. So what are you thinking at that point? And how are you really kind of pro and conning it? Is it really just about the money or like... What are you also thinking about?
0: So I'm built differently, Charles. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get emotionally attached to nothing Mm. that's tied to money. So for me, I had no problem saying, you know what, mechanic, can you fix it so that it at least runs and gets me to the dealership so I can (laughs) trade that sucker in? (laughs) Can you make sure the check engine light stays off for a few days? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be real. I was not putting any more money into that car. Mm. I wasn't. I wasn't because that was my mindset was I spent $10,000 to buy the car. Now, almost four grand in repairs. So really, it's costing me $14,000. I could get me something else for $14,000 brand new. and We'd be fine under a warranty.
2: Well, okay. So let's, let's back up. So it said, it sounds like to me, so in, even in your own process, because you were saying how the way you kind of approach it is you kind of figure out like a, uh, like a, a stopping point, like when, when you're ready to walk away. Right. So you'd already kind of made a commitment to say, I'm not even buying the car unless I can make a certain amount of money where it doesn't hurt us. So that was already one of your standards, right? Right. The standards was, I'm not even going to buy it. I'm not going to invest in this unless it's not going to hurt it. So you achieved that goal. Yep. So it sounded like to me that not only so emotionally, it wasn't really necessarily about the money getting um, that you were spending, but it was about the commitment you made to have it not hurt you guys. Right. Uh, So to not cost you guys, uh, at least beyond a certain amount.
0: Correct.
2: So that's what it sounds like to me. Like, so there was some emotion that came into it. I know you, I know oh, you, yeah. I know you, I know you, were, I know you, I know you, a cold, you know, you, you can be cold with it. Like, you know what? But I think that this, it sounds like there also was this idea of you've made a, a commitment, not so much a commitment to the car, but the idea of having the car as long as these certain conditions were met, as in it wasn't going to be hurting you. Right. Right. Okay.
0: And and I want to add to that because I honestly think and I believe what made the decision easier for me to give that car the boot was because it was my car. Nobody else, there wasn't another human being tied to it. I didn't feel obligated. Like for example, let's pretend I bought the car for my husband or I bought the car for my kid. If somebody else was tied to it, I would probably feel like, no, I can't let them down. No, like, let me fix it because they need the car. And I think that that's super important because sometimes relationships, friendships, business partnerships, we're emotional about it. And we would rather suffer than to have the other person suffer. But at what financial point is enough enough?
2: Yeah, well, so that's the thing. Like, I think, and that's the one thing I think that we have to understand about finances. And I, I'm starting to understand that more. And I, I I'm going to lean on you to this because I certainly don't know this lesson yet. i will just being frank. But like right now, um, like right now, I think actually, as soon as I get some time today, I'm, I'm going to pay some bills. I'm going I'm to start paying my bills. But I'm looking <laughs> at, I'm looking at, like, cause you know, I do this every month. I spend like a day or two paying bills and. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at like the different things that I have and I'm starting to, you know, obviously looking a little different. I'm like, okay, well, you know, what, what opportunities do I have to invest? What opportunities do I have to cut back? You know, I'm just starting to, you know, look at everything. Um, but you know, one thing, yeah, I'm looking at like, you know, what can I give up? Like, what can I no longer do? You know, what am I committing around that I shouldn't be committed around? Cause is it really hurting, hurting me or is it helping me? You know, so... Like what, you know, even, even like, like me and my wife, like we went to Costco, I think yesterday and we, we do like this, this run where we go to Costco and Sprouts cause they're like right next to each other. And then sometimes we'll stop by Walmart. This is just a routine that we've always done. And this time our boys kind of fell asleep and, you know, so I stayed in the car while she went inside. Uh, for a couple of those and just quick, because it it goes faster to instead of taking them and you know doing the whole thing, you know, three (laughs) and four-year-olds and they're cranky and tired. No, we didn't want to do that. So anyway, I asked her, I said, well, how much did you spend? And I think the total came to like $400 or something like that. And I was like, $400? (laughs) I was like, on what? Like, what did... And then actually, when we started thinking about it and started breaking it down, she kind of bought... I'd say a, a good number of things just based on habit, yeah. just based on the fact that we always tend to buy it. So I start yeah. asking. Them, I'm like, "Well, dude, I said I don't know these uh, uh what are they call the um these um animal crackers." I'm like, "Do they really need a Costco size?" <laughs> I mean, I know we we're preschool, but do these kids even eat the animal crackers? Are they t- are? They? I said I could have swore the last ones that I saw they that tub is still full. <laughs> and she said, "Oh yeah, they're they're stale." Oh, no. I said, they're still. So you bought another one? I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> that means nobody wants them. They're, nobody wants to eat those. So you just bought a whole new uh, <laughs> giant band tub of crackers <laughs> nobody wants. <laughs> oh. But anyway, so, you know, but it's funny because it's just autopilot, right? She's like, I just grab these things. This is what I always get. I'm like, no, we got to start thinking through, you know, because I told her, I said, listen, ideally, we don't want to go shopping and maybe I'm wrong on this, but me don't shopping until the stuff is gone. Until the stuff is depleted. Yeah. Like yeah. we shouldn't be having We a got full... no more ketchup. Now yeah, we, we buy ketchup. Exactly. <laughs> we, we got a full stock of stuff. We got yeah. two fridges by the way, one in the garage. One... What Oh, got... don't tell Will. He still wants his fridge in the garage. I'm like, nope, we don't need that. Oh, but well, so we we kinda need one because it's a day the preschool. Yeah. But but it's full. That's full. We got, I, I've installed shelves in our garage. We got food in there. <laughs> I'll be like, give away this food. Then okay. When emergency
0: happens, we all go to Charles' house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You'll get some stale, some stale animal crackers. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come over here. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, uh, no, but the, the thing is, like, because my wife she she hoards a little bit, right? I'm, I mean, I'm, i saying too much. let I me. Mean, not go. <laughs> You're gonna there. get in uh, trouble. Uh, uh, where to edit the <laughs> button that? I gotta edit that joint out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> first edit. Uh, no, but I mean, so that comes from it's once again, it's an emotional thing, and and I'll just say briefly. Wow. She's, I don't think she might be sharing this, but you know, she came from a, a place when she was younger where she didn't have a whole lot. Yes and there was many times and many um memories that she has growing up where she didn't have a whole lot in terms of food and things, and so, as an adult, she now has a tendency to hold on to things, yep um a lot longer than she should because she has that fear of not having anything everything being gone yep. and so. You know, I guess the this, she's kind of unfortunately kind of been wired to, I don't know when the next meal is coming. I don't know how often I'm going to be having this full, you know, stock of stuff. So let yeah. me just keep it until, you know, but I, you know, so obviously there's some things that we have to kind of unpack around that. Um, but yeah, man, this is, I think it's such an interesting concept. And I think that we, we end up doing this with our money, right? We sink our money into things and yeah. just keep doing it. And so, so Eva, tell us how, so you you kind of gave me some some definitely some great tools in terms of how to stop it once once we're in it, right? Once we're in it, we got to re kind of think about is this are we getting a return on our investment, right? That's the first thing.
0: Yeah. Then
2: also have we passed the threshold of our own in our own mind, right? Are we past the expiration date? Like I tell my wife, I'm like looking at it I'm like is it expired yet? Throw that thing <laughs> away. I don't I don't care, right? And then um so the other thing I want to know is how can we prevent it? So how can we, before we even get into the decision, before we even go to start making some of these decisions, what are some of the things we could be thinking about um, that would keep us from, you know, kind of getting in that that rat hole where we just were stuck?
0: Absolutely. Well, first off, you got to get really good when it comes to your money. Like you have to get good. Like, for example, you can't be bad at shopping for groceries And try to be good in another area. I think and I believe everything has to sink. If you're going to get better at saving money, then you need to get better at saving money at anything that you do. Every time you go shopping, do I really need this? The easiest way to break those types of habits, shop with the grocery list shop with the grocery list and try to stick to the list as much as possible. My hubby's the same way. I can't send him to the grocery store. He will come back with all kinds of nonsense. And I'm like, really, babe, do I really need this? And then he'd be like, oh, I bought you something. I don't need nothing. Nothing. I'm fine. Don't buy me nothing. (laughs) But, you know, so I, for me, in and out of Costco, boom. All we need is this, 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 this. In and out, in and out. Because when you don't go shopping with the list, guess what? You're going to go through every aisle and you're going to find all kinds of things to buy that you don't need. And now you've overspent. So if you want to get good with your money, it can start with as little as something like that the trip to the grocery store. It can start with something as little as let's look at all of our subscriptions or all of our monthly expenses. What are we paying for? And are we using it? How many things do we pay for that we're not even using? How many, you know, how many channels do we need on cable when we're not even home watching TV?
2: Oh, you know, and there's another one. I I know um, I have a family member that had like three storage units.
0: Yes. (laughs) For years. I'm I'm like, like, that's actually another business too
2: <laughs> yeah go to go to what it was it 1-800-JUNK or what I don't know what it is but call them junk people and have them haul that stuff away and they were like no I you know it, it's my story I said listen you haven't even been to the store in five years month, you've been $100 paying $100 a hundred dollars a month for five years just to uh, hold on to something that you never look at you yeah. never look at it you yep. Yeah. Oh, man. So okay. you
0: you got to declutter. And, and it's hard because a lot of it is the emotional attachment to that thing. Mm. There's things in my storage. I don't want to go through them because maybe it brings up emotions. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not even your stuff. Maybe it's your parents' stuff mm. that are no longer here. But you don't want to go through it because of that emotion tied to it. But what if half of the stuff is just stuff that's no good? What if the stuff you can actually take out of the storage and sell it and make money instead of losing money every month? So, you know, little things like that, you know, maybe I'll use a perfect example. One of my students, so dead set, determined to buy a house this year. She's been renting, you know, with her, her hubby and her kids been renting for 20 plus years And she did the math. She could have been a homeowner with all of those rent payments, makes good money, but she admits, I don't have nothing. Like, we just, I've, I, she told me, we've got money that we blow. Why? Because the next month we're going to have more money again. So she's acknowledged, I got to get out of this mindset, I got to shift. Because I want to buy this house. So we did the math. If she were to just pay essential, you know, maybe celebrate here and there, a dinner, once or twice a month, eating out. But if we got really good, she would have an extra $2,700 a month.
2: Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Whoa,
0: $2,700? $2,700 a month if she... Paid attention to all of her dollars being spent every month.
2: Wow. So
0: she was like, Wait a minute, Eva. Are you telling me I'm supposed to have $2,700 and I have zero money in the bank account right now? I'm like, You're giving me your expenses. This is what the math says. She's like, Oh, heck no. You best believe next month we're going to have $2,700. So then I did the math. You want to buy a house by November, by her birthday. Let's multiply $2,700 times six months, times 12, times 10 months. That's a very good down payment. Yeah. Then she was like, oh, you know what I didn't tell you? I quit smoking two months ago because it was costing me a couple hundred dollars every single month on cigarettes. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Like, that's not easy. Like, okay, did you like wean yourself? Did you get a patch? Like, tell me. She was like, no, I just said cold turkey. I'm done cold turkey. I'm done. I'm tired of spending. I think it was like $400 a month on cigarettes that gets added to the budget now. So instead of $2,700, guess what? She got an extra 400 on top of that. But it's a mat. It's a matter of making these little sacrifices for the ultimate goal. And sometimes it's, I've poured so much money into this for what do I, what do I have to show for Am I making money? Am I eventually going to make money? And if so, when? So you just have to really get good about knowing where your money's going and you have to make the decision. You can sit with me and I can point it out black and white. Here's what the numbers look like. But it starts with the individual. Are they ready to shift? Are they ready to make the decision and cold turkey cut things off and walk away? Because sometimes people put in money in things, hoping the rate of return is going to be there, hoping the level of service is going to be there, hoping the relationship gets better. And it doesn't. How much money is going to have to be spent for you to realize it ain't going to happen? cut it off now, save yourself the future agony, the future money losses, and be okay with, look, I've spent this money, lesson learned, let's move forward and let's make a better decision.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's powerful. Um, I think that's really powerful, especially when you just talk about, um, yeah, like, you know, just cutting it off. And I, I I think about the greater good, I think about the, the idea of, you know, what is it, like, what's your real goal, right? And what do you really want to achieve? And are you achieving it? Is what you're currently doing helping you achieve your ultimate goal? Which, like for your client was the house. Um, and obviously those habits and those things aren't helping you get towards that goal of the house, but it's about putting that goal in front of you. And I think that's the part that a lot of people struggle with. And I'll I'll admit, even me sometimes, um, is, is really, you know, I think it's twofold. It's like figuring out what that goal is, like the big ultimate goal is, and then also believing that it's actually true, that you yeah. can actually achieve it, you can actually get there. Um, yeah. Because I, I definitely relate to your client that was like, you know, I just, because there's been times where I've made really good money and then, yeah, we wouldn't have anything to show for it. Yeah. You know, we, we would spend all of it, right? But I started thinking about like, why do I spend all the money that I have? Well, because that was what was ingrained in me. Like, you know, this is your monthly check for the monthly spending. <laughs> You're gonna get more of it in another month, and you'll spend that, and you just kind of get that cycle. But that's a horrible cycle to be in. Um, and then I remember I kind of had a similar approach when I got into entrepreneurship. You know, and I, that rude awakening with like, no, there's no check coming. <laughs> you right? have to go. So it was you a lot of things. work
0: Bamid. twice as hard. <laughs>
2: exactly. But I'm learning that I'm you know I'm, I'm getting out of that. But um, but yeah, no, so. That's very cool. And and so yeah, so I would say, you know, it sounds like to me that folks need to just really be asking themselves, you know, is it worth it? You know, and if it's not worth it, um, well no no be asking themselves, you know, is there a return, right? Are they seeing a return? Yeah. Um, then also what's what's their time frame, right? What are when is it they're gonna cut themselves off? How they predetermined that time? Is it six months? Is it a certain amount? Whatever, you know, once you've wasted a certain amount of money, not wasted. But once you spent a certain amount of money, then you're going to cut off, like have those parameters. And then you're right. saying also um, that remember your goal, you know, remember your goal. Absolutely. Uh, yeah.
0: And, and I think, you know, for me, I'm, I'm very goal driven. So in order for me to do something, like there has to be a goal and it has to be a realistic goal. Buying a house next month, If you ain't got no money down payment, if you don't got the credit score, that's not gonna happen. Can it happen in six months? Probably. Can it happen a year? Probably. But you gotta start with the goal in mind first. And then having that game plan, that's gonna help you reach that goal. Yeah. And understanding that if you stick with the game plan, the goal will be met. But if other things happen, life situations, road bumps, walls, whatever how to readjust to still maintain that goal.
1: Yeah.
0: And at the end of the day, yeah, like you got to get real good about that. And and if you don't have the confidence or you don't, you're like, I don't see it even like I, I need help with my goals. Absolutely. Reach out. Let's sit down. Let's coach you through these things. Because again, who's teaching about money? Who's helping you get to those goals? Who's keeping you accountable? You know, who, who's there when life happens and an unexpected expense happens. And now you got to shift. Your goal is now, you know, on a detour because you got to take care of what just came up. Or what if money comes in? What do people do when extra money comes in? They celebrate and they go do something crazy. No, that's money you never had. Let's apply it to help you reach your goal faster,
2: mm.
0: not just blow it on whatever. You got money that was never there before. Okay, let's adjust and let's see what can we do with it to make your goal happen faster.
2: Yeah, I think that's a, another pivot uh, that people would have to make because I can definitely see that. I mean, I still still do it definitely on that celebration mode sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we getting out of that. We getting out of those, breaking all those habits and yeah. uh, generational curses, if you will. Um, or, I don't want to say curses, but just basically, just like you know, poor, poor money management and poor habits that we didn't really know were poor, you know, because yeah, at the end of the day, because who's
0: pointing them out?
2: Exactly, who's telling
0: you if you're doing a good job or not.
2: And and you know what? To to be honest, you know, sometimes when when you when you're struggling and you don't have a lot, it feels good to be able to get some something that you want.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and I'm yeah. not saying like no cold turkey, you know, celebrate the small wins,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but we celebrate small, not dramatic.
2: Yeah. We or, celebrate or keep doing after. it every month. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
2: Celebration every month.
0: No, we do it once the goal has been met yeah. and then we celebrate. But here's a perfect example. We refinanced the house. We got almost $600 extra in our budget. I've decided we're going to take that money and we're going to pay off my car payment. We're going to pay off that car sooner rather than later because what's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is definitely to become debt-free. Ultimate goal is to not pay the bank's money and interest. But if we accelerate and put an extra hundred extra $600 on the car payment, guess what's going to happen? It's going to get paid off faster. And now we're going to free up four hundred and sixty dollars a month, which in turn totals to about a thousand dollars a month extra because we're eliminating the car payment.
2: See, that's and that's see that's a mindset shift, because, you know, I think a lot of people say, well, I I could save six hundred. So let me go buy something or something extra. Now I can afford another car. So yeah. you're thinking, you're thinking pay off the car I already got. Some people are like, no, nah, I got some car payment I can put on some, another car. Right. So that's interesting though. You're like, no, let me take this money that I now have and double down on the plan yep. and get myself in a better situation. Whereas the other, you know, mindset may be, well, let me go ahead and spend it somewhere else. And I think that's right. a that's a that's an interesting um shift in mindset.
0: And okay. to add to that. Anything extra, extra that comes in, it's all going to the car. My goal is to pay off that car by December. I still technically have about three years left. The goal is to make it happen by December. And what does that mean? That means sacrifice. That means Eva does not spend any money on herself for anything. Wow. And I'm okay with that because I want an extra $460 a month to
2: myself later. Wow. You know, it's <laughs> funny, and that, you know, me, you know, me and my biblical references, but this, what you're saying to me reminds me of the scripture that I think was so powerful for me um, that really, really kind of just like helped my walk um, for a while, like just, just helped my walk with God for a while. But the scripture was um, for the joy that was set before him, Christ endured the cross. Mm. It's such a powerful uh, yes. scripture for me because you know, when you think about it, the joy, for the joy that was set before him, meaning like he saw, he imagined this life, this world, whatever it was, that thing was such an amazing goal for him. Such a powerful thing that he wanted so bad that yep. he endured the cross, which we, as we know, represents the, the most horrific kind of, you know, torture, death, pain you can imagine. Yeah, He endured all that for that goal and so that to me is like an amazing ability, right? To to yeah. say I want this thing so bad mm-hmm. that I'm going to do whatever Move to make Mountains. It happen. That's right. <laughs> um, and so yeah. So anyway, that that's that's amazing. But um, so if you could, you know, leave lead the folks with one last golden nugget when it comes to, you know, when it, knowing when to pivot, knowing knowing when to to get out of that thing that is just, you know, sinking sinking money or not helping them, not, not really helping them financially? Uh, what would you say to that person that calls you like, Eva, I hear what you're saying, but man, you know it's so hard. It's so hard for me, uh, but I want to get there. So how, how can you help them?
0: Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, guys, you got to be aware. You got to be aware at where your money's going and what is the intention of whatever it is that you're spending money on? What is it going to get you? Is it to work towards a goal that's going to level up your family, level you up? Is it going to help you get to the next stepping stone to then help you accomplish the next financial goal? So you got to get really good at knowing where your money's going. And however long it's been going there, is it working? Is it making you money? Is it providing a service that is going to help you? Some at some point in the future, and if you feel that you have poured so much money in and you've lost hope, that may be the best time to walk away before you waste any more money and feel even uglier or bad because now you put in more money across more time when you knew in the first place you should have walked away. You have to also be okay with walking away. So many people get stuck with, well, I've already put all this money in. If I walk away now, now I am 100% losing. Okay, yes, that may be true. But if you don't walk away, how much more money are you going to put in before you decide to walk away later? So get with the right people that are going to coach you and mentor you with these financial options. It might not be walking away. It might be toughing it out because maybe that's the process. But it might be walking away to save yourself from financial ruin. So get with the right people. You know where to find me. We can definitely sit down, go through finances, game plan, your way to all of your financial goals. Reach out. I'm here to help.
2: Awesome. Awesome. All right, y'all. Well, thank you guys for listening. And we will see you guys in the next episode.
1: Thanks, guys. we